We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
championship belongs to the Los Angeles Lakers. Hello, Lakers Nation. Welcome into the LakersNation.com live postgame show slash podcast. I am Trevor Lane. You can find me on Twitter at Trevor underscore Lane over on Instagram at Trevor Lane NBA. Um, I can tell you right now, this show is going to be a little bit different than most of the, the shows that we've had on here. I'm going to go ahead and bring in uh, bring in Sean Davis. Um, if you're joining me live from YouTube, from Facebook, from Twitter... Welcome in. I'm not in in the best of moods right now, nor should Lakers fans be in general, nor should basketball fans, based on what we just saw. If you did not catch what happened at the conclusion of Lakers versus Celtics, LeBron James very clearly, undeniably, fouled on the final possession of the game doing what we've all been asking for so long, myself included. Game on the line. He puts his head down, goes to the basket, gets slapped across the arm so obviously, so blatantly, that whoever was sitting up in the nosebleeds in Boston could see it. And the referee standing five feet away does not blow the whistle. I tweeted, I put it out there on Twitter, that I would have been okay in this scenario with the Lakers pulling their team off the court and going home, leaving the game in protest. I don't want to sound petulant. I don't want to sound like I'm blaming the officials for all that ails the Lakers. But this is the accumulation of multiple games where this has now happened to the purple and gold. Multiple games where the officials have failed to do their job when it falls upon them to do it. This is four games now at a minimum. Okay, maybe we can take the Kendrick Nunn three-pointer and one out of the mix, right? Maybe he makes the free throw, maybe he doesn't. He makes it, it's a tie game against Sacramento. Okay, all right. We're still left with a foul on Troy Brown Jr. at the conclusion of Dallas Lakers, the end of regulation. We're still left with a foul on that same player, LeBron James, at the end of the first overtime. Both of them, no whistle. We're still left with Joel Embiid fouling Russell Westbrook at the end of Lakers 76ers. Both of those changed the outcome of the game. And now tonight we have this. LeBron James clearly being fouled. No whistle once again. And the outcome of the game being flipped to... Boston. And yes, the fact that it's Boston does make it sting that much more. It makes it that much more frustrating, that much more upsetting. And yes, you could say the Lakers, well, they should have done things to not leave it in the hands of the officials in regulation. But we've talked about it many times. This Lakers team does not have a margin for error. And that includes the officials. They don't have a margin for error for an off-shooting night from LeBron or Russell Westbrook or Anthony Davis. They don't have a margin for error for an off-shooting night from the others, Dennis Schroeder, Thomas Bryant, any of the the role players on the team, they don't have that kind of margin for error in order to beat the good teams. They have to keep their turnovers down. They have to control the offensive glass. They have to play pretty damn well in order to win a basketball game. But the other thing that they don't have a margin for error for is absolutely absurd mistakes by the officials, particularly when 
the game is on the line. And it's something is so blatant and right in front of them. That's a not call. It is about as egregious as it can get. Now, tomorrow, we're going to hear one of two things. The last two-minute report is going to come out, and the NBA is either going to fess up and they're going to say, yes, it was a foul, or, or they're going to blow our minds even further, and they're going to say it's not a foul. They're going to say that it was incidental contact or something like that. Yes, LeBron James typically just doesn't even you know come close to finishing a layup, typically. But in either result, the bottom line is that a win will stand on the Celtics record and a loss will stand on the Lakers record. Flip at minimum three games on the Lakers record right now and look at where they are in the Western Conference standings. Look at what a difference this makes on the season. This is at minimum three games now that this has happened to the Lakers. Perhaps four, depending on how you want to see that Kings game. Three games minimum. Let's give the Kings game away. Three games, and the Lakers should be right now sitting with 26 wins and 24 losses, which would put them currently in the seventh seed in the Western Conference. Instead, they're sitting 13th. That's how tight the race is. And let me tell you, it would be an incredible shame for LeBron at the age 38 season to wind up not making it into the playoffs because of three or four games that were ruined by the ineptitude of the officials. Again, I started off this show feeling like the Lakers at the start of overtime, rather than Patrick Beverly, as hilarious as it was that he grabbed a camera and showed the officials their mistake and got a technical for it, that the Lakers should have pulled their team off the floor in protest. And again, it's not about just that one play. It's about the accumulation of now three to four games that this has happened in and the devastating impact that they're having on the standings. I am not happy. Lakers Nation, I'm assuming most of you are not. I haven't even turned on the chat yet. I'm livid after seeing that game. And you guys know me. I'm about as level-headed as they come. So I can only imagine how most of you feel out there as well. Sean, I've said enough. Say something for me before I say too much. Yeah, um, really quickly, to, to preach to your level-headed point, this is the only time, because typically when I'm coming on, like, I'll send another message, like, hey, Trev, just letting you know I am coming on. This is the only time I've ever, like, not sent Trevor another message, <laughs> like, true. hey, letting you know I'm still coming on. Because, like, this is ridiculous. And there, there's two main points I want to make. But before, before you even get into the game, because, yeah, you're right. Like, I was talking to one of our, one of my coaches I coach with, and we were, we were talking, like, hey, you know what, Pat Bev? Doesn't miss that that first free throw. You're not in that situation. Uh, you foul up three, going full into the floor. You're not in that situation. Pat doesn't foul uh, Jalen Brown on a layup. You're not in that situation. So before you get on that, there's two main points I want to bring up. And number one is LeBron James is the most disrespected superstar of all time. It is not in terms of. Honestly, in general, like you want to talk about like the appreciation from some from fans, but I'm more so talking about how he gets uh, officiated because Trevor, like whatever you want to call him, call him first off, he's easily the greatest player of this generation. Mm-hmm. I will make the a strong army he's the greatest player of all time, biggest case for that's longevity, but that's not what we're here for. How many players? Let's just go down the line of like the top 20 players in the NBA. I'm not going to literally do that, but just follow me here. Every single one of the top 20 players especially guys like Luka, KD, Giannis, 
MB, oh my God, Embiid, Shea, Trey Young. 95% of the top 20 players of all time, I mean, of now all time, currently in the NBA, with the game on the line, with their with shooting a layup, and they get smacked on the hand they're shooting a layup with. 95% of those top 20 players get that foul call. I said 95% for a reason. 95% of 20, Trevor, is 19. Who's the one player that does not get that foul call? Oh, LeBron James. Like that. What, what, what did LeBron do over the summer? Did LeBron James travel around to the home of each official, knock on the door, and defend their mothers? Because that's like, the way he gets treated. Like, that's the way he gets treated. It's ridiculous. And then the second thing, and this kind of ties into the Pat Bev showing the camera to the referee. And while great, that's that's kind of like antiky or whatever, but you hear all the time from analysts that more so for players to coach, like uh, you know, referees need to be held accountable, and players so make the point all the time, like analysts need to be held accountable. Patrick Beverly, although probably not the right time, you know, probably should be huddling up with your teammates. Patrick Beverly is holding the referee accountable. Right. And saying, look, the greatest player of at least this generation got fouled. He gets smacked dead on the arm while he's shooting a layup. How is this not a foul? I don't know what he said, but at the very least, I am asking for clarification from the referee. Like, dude, he's shooting with his left. He gets smacked on his left hand. Do you think LeBron's just going to airball a layup? Like, so when we talk about accountability, I don't know how you can really hold referees accountable, that gets into a, a tricky conversation. But the NBA, there has to be something. And I tweeted this out too, Trevor. LeBron needs to go in there and say, "I verbatim, I am a billionaire. I don't care how much you find me, but I have to get this off my chest. Because if I'm LeBron, I am heated right now. Like you said, Trevor, this is the fourth time. This is the second time this has directly happened to LeBron yep. against Dallas. Embiid is holding Russ's hand. Is that the one where he said incidental contact or whatever? Yeah, he was he was like, holding his hand as he's going to the basket. Oh boy. So I, yeah. I don't it's this is this is this is bogus. Like oh, I'm I'm going through as you're you're talking, I'm going through and I'm looking at some of the post-game comments. Anthony Davis says we got cheated. Uh, he said it's bull stuff. It's unacceptable. We got cheated tonight. This is this is at the point where if you're Genie Bus, Genie, get on the phone, call Darvin, get word through. If you have to pass it along through a couple of people, whatever, tell them I'll pay the fines. I'll pay the say what needs to be said. Say what needs to be said because we're at a point. And again, if this was if this was one game, we'd be upset. We'd be upset if this was one game, particularly because it's against the Celtics. But if it was one game, we would say, hey, okay, human error. This is four? Perhaps? At the very least, it's three that this has now happened just this season. That can't stand. This is a problem that is not just a one-night thing. This is not just a human error thing. This is a multiple-time occurrence problem that needs to be addressed at the NBA level. And I'll tell you this, it's not going to happen if players stay silent. So I like Anthony Davis flat out saying, we got cheated. Yeah, say more. LeBron needs to comment on this. 
Darvin Ham has already commented on it. This needs to continue. They need to escalate this and protest this. It's not even necessarily about this game. It's about what's happening in this league right now. Like, and look, as a coach or whatever, or as somebody that, like, watches the game and analyzes the game, as you and we both do, I guess as we all do, Trev, you just want consistency, right? So, like, if this stuff happened around the entire NBA, I guarantee I will bet any amount of money that we would not be this upset right now. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We would not be this upset if, like, you cut you on, I don't know, like, who's playing right now? Uh, the Jazz and I think the Clippers or stuff like that. The Jazz and Mavs are playing right now, right? I know Luke is out, but let, let, let's say Luke with the game on the line, goes to shoot a left-hand layup, gets smacked on his wrist, and there's no foul. If that happened throughout the entire NBA – Consistently, you won't hear you won't hear a peep out of me right now because, like, you know what? Sure, it probably should be a foul, but it's consistent around the entire NBA. This is the fourth time, third for sure. The Lakers with the game online, and like you said, Trevor, all the time in these situations, just like, okay, like, can we get something towards the basket? Like, yep. stop, don't just like you know shoot the awkward one. He did. He did exactly, exactly, exactly what that. we've all been asking. Get your your bigger, stronger, faster than everybody else. Get to the basket. Don't do the sidestep three. LeBron does it. There great, great set out of the timeout too by yep. Darwin to get LeBron downhill. But actually, kind of, I kind of, kind of called it on the uh, playback stream. But like, this is this is ridiculous. I don't even, I don't want to talk about the game trip because this is how upset I am right now. Um. I am going to get into the, the chat a little bit here. Lucas said oh, the missed call at the end, along with others, should be a message to the league. Implement the replay rule for big shots in the last two minutes. Yeah, I mean, that's the other, like, we've seen this now. It changed the outcome of games multiple times this season. Why why can the NFL look and, and check and see whether or not a, a, a fraction of a player's toe is in to figure out whether or not something is a touchdown? And we can't review whether or not something is a made basket with the game on the line or whether or not there's a foul on the play. That's absurd. Trevor, I mean, this is kind of quizzy football knowledge, but you do remember you remember the Saints Rams game. And when he when he talked about that reviewing the last two minutes, it's a little bit different. Sure. The the PI. The the PI call. I'm hoping somehow this can like change, like, okay, you gotta have a second challenge, you gotta be able to review like the final 
30, like something. Because again, here's, here's the other thing with that. Here's the other, this, this is how ridiculous this is. Sean, even if, and we've been talking about this for a while, if the NBA changed the challenge rule and made it so that if you win the challenge, you retain your challenge, right? A lot of people have talked about that. It wouldn't have even applied here because there was no call. They, even if Fair. they had a challenge, there was nothing they could have done Fair. on that on that play. And again, that's that's not to say like, oh, the Lakers shouldn't have used their challenge or should or, or the challenge system needs to be changed. It's hey, maybe on a game winning bucket, you need to be able to look and find out whether or not it was actually a game winning bucket, whether or not there was a foul. Um, so you don't wind up with situations like this. This is embarrassing for the league. This was a nationally televised game on ABC. This is a game that I'm assuming did very high ratings because it's Lakers versus Celtics. This is a game that probably, this is what, probably top five in terms of viewership on the season in, in the NBA. Game two, back and forth. Yep, yep. So a lot of people saw this and are walking away from this game shaking their heads at how absolutely inept NBA officiating is. And that's that's right. just a terrible look for the league as a whole. And really, really quickly. So you brought up there was nothing called. Maybe that's how my analogy or comparison comes into play here. There wasn't a call there, so you couldn't challenge anything in that Saints game. That maybe, I don't know how the NBA, because a little bit more up and down, it's not really as much sure. of a stoppage of play. But like, if there is a stoppage of play, Darvin, in this scenario, first off, you retain your challenge if you win, right? So I've been trying to problem solve and think of solutions here. You, you keep your challenge because you want it. Game on the lot. First off, you should be looking at the last play at the end of regulation regardless. That should just be a rule in general, right? You do it whenever, half the time anyway, especially when it's uh, like shot clock, you know, checking to see if you got it off in time. But like there's a stoppage of play. You should be able to challenge an incorrect call. We're like challenge the fact that something should have been called. Yep. If that makes sense. Cause like in this situation, Darwin, first off, first problem, you win your you win your challenge, you need to be able to keep it, right? And then in a situation like this, Darwin should have been able to challenge that they missed a call and which in turn would have sent LeBron to the free throw line. Maybe that maybe I'm overcomplicating things, Trevor, but maybe no. that's how you solve this problem. Cause this is ridiculous. You're correct. And you know what? Look, I know there's concerns about the pace of NBA games and if you add in other challenges and things and things of that nature, but it's a bad look when official that's five feet away misses an obvious blatant definition of a foul uh, right in front of them. That's 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 the worst outcome here. Uh, Mario says once Ham put Russ back in, I knew it was over. That was you know what? Look, this isn't this isn't taking blame off of, you know, look, you could say the Lakers should have figured out a way to win in regulation. They, they had this thing ready to go. And again, this is twice now against Boston. This has happened. Um, and that's, that's fair. Look, I'm not saying Darvin Ham is beyond criticism or anything like that, but once again, this, this game, this, this overtime shouldn't have been played just like we've seen multiple times this season. Now where overtime should not have been played. It shouldn't have gotten to that point because calls were missed directly leading to overtime but uh, again yes you could say darvin ham maybe you don't put back in a, a cold russell westbrook who hadn't played the entire fourth quarter and was not playing well through most of the game you can argue that but let's be honest once the game went to overtime we knew it was it was over that was we all knew what was coming we all knew what was going to happen you can't have that big of a momentum swing on the final play and bounce back particularly on this lakers team that tends to run out of steam come overtime we knew 
what would happen that essentially the referees by not blowing the whistle on that very clear and obvious call handed the game to the Celtics. And look, maybe I shouldn't say this, but LeBron should just go into the presser and, and like, you know, if, if the refs are betting, you know, I know sports betting is a, is a big thing now. A lot of states are legalizing it. If the refs had money on, like, they, they had a parlay on FanDuel and they needed the, the Celtics money line to hit. Just say that. I, I'd respect you a lot more for <laughs> coming out and telling I, the world, I, like. <laughs> so if that's, if that's, if it's a betting situation, that is a much bigger, like, I would prefer the ref was just incompetent. Then the ref was betting on the game. Like that is a much bigger concern if the referees are changing the outcomes of games based on betting. But um, again, it's it's tough to stomach this happening multiple times now this season. Cliff says at this moment or at this point, what the refs are doing is intentional. It's hard to not feel that way if you're a Lakers fan because it's happened so often this season. And look, if the Lakers were sitting in 13th, and it was a regular NBA standing situation where they're eight games out of the playoffs or something like that, okay, we'd be upset. But this this could very well change who makes the playoffs and who doesn't make the playoffs. You're talking millions upon millions of dollars in playoff revenue on the line based on mistakes that is being made by these officials. That's a problem. Trev, look at the look at what I just sent you. This is such bad podcasting, but I sent Trevor a picture, and I'll really quickly want you to there's oh, there's it's, two, it's there's Jason Tatum with his arm on LeBron's bicep and the referee looking right at him. Yep. So first off, the ref is being a fan. What is every fan in this situation doing? They're looking, looking at looking at the ball. They're looking at the ball, they're, they're they're watching, trying to see if LeBron makes a shot. The ref is being a fan right here. And then also, his whistle is nowhere in sight. I don't see his whistle. So he's not even he's not even prepared with the game on the line to call a foul. He's like he's like he, he's not prepared to do his job. I, like, if if his whistle problem. is in his hand, I can look. I mean, people will say, oh, it's a late call or whatever. If it takes him uh, uh, you know, three tenths of a second to raise his whistle up to his mouth and, and blow the whistle, right? That I understand that, but you do have a point. He he does appear to be watching the ball rather than watching the contact on the play, um, which again is not what a, an official should be doing. Um, you could even argue from this view that the sideline official should have seen and made the call as well. Yeah, uh, it does look like he's got a pretty clear view of what's going on here. So this, again, without actually standing where he's standing, but it, it definitely looks like there was not one, but perhaps two officials that that just did not call it. Like and here, Andrew says there's not a trade out there to fix what the refs did tonight. I wouldn't have minded the Lakers boycotting and refusing to play overtime at this point. Andrew, I'm with you. I said the same thing. And, and again, it's not so much this. This was one game. We'd be upset, but okay. Right? Human error. It happens. This is three to four now. And again, flip three to four games and look at what that means for the standings right now. That's it. That's we're talking about changing the postseason. That's what's happening right now. And that's what's happened this season. 
that's an issue. And that's why, yeah. and that's why, again, if Darvin, and again, it would be fairly unprecedented in the NBA, but if the Lakers were fed up enough to say, that's it, there's no reason for us to continue with this and, and play in this game as a way to send a message, not to say we're bowing out of the league or anything like that, but as a way to send the message of, Hey, we're not going to stand for this anymore. I would support it really quick. Um, two things. First off, I'm going to read what uh, AD said in his presser. AD believes okay. that the officiating would be better across the league if refs got fined for bad calls, but he knows that no changes yes. should be made. So when you Thank talk you. about holding referees accountable, yeah, like and the coach, or maybe you honestly forget who said what at this point. Um, you know, when we talk about you know NBA players get paid a bunch of money, refs get paid some good money too. So like you can take a little bit out of their pockets for making game call. I'm not saying like you know like ticky tacky no calls in the second quarter but with like game altering calls like this one yes you should get fined it's um, it's very simple and this is not even just to officials you want to fix fines in the nba so you don't wind up with a guy that's making 35 million getting fined 10 grand make it a percentage and, yeah. it, and it applies to officials just make it a percentage you you lose five percent or whatever it's going to be three percent whatever whatever it is apply that to officials as well then everybody feels the pain equally and then the second thing, because I'm seeing this a lot. I'm scrolling through Twitter a little bit to trying to see some more quotes. And I just keep seeing this in my mentions like, oh, you know, if Darvin Ham doesn't do this or, oh, Russell, even the Super Chat we got earlier, Trump, like, oh, Russell Westbrook got put back in the game, this, this, that. That's all stuff that happens to the game, which could very much be valid. And that should that should be what we're talking about. But that's why the referees shouldn't change the outcome of the game. Because if the Lakers lose – but like, like, let's say LeBron, or let's say this is also a very, this is a possibility. Let's say, let's say LeBron gets the foul call, right? And LeBron misses both free throws. Somebody misses both free throws, right? Then we're good. Because then we can start talking about, you know, maybe, and I, I think and I was kind of frustrated by it, Darwin going back to the three-guard lineup, right? Yep. I wasn't even mad that he took Dennis out for Russ. I was mad that he went back to a three-guard lineup. I thought Russ in overtime was fine. He... Got, he actually the reason why he got the flagrant one or he drew it was because he got an on-ball steal on Tatum, right? So we could talk about all that. And yes, yes, Dar like I mentioned at the top of my rant or whatever, Pat Beth missed one of the free throws. We're not in this situation right now. Pat Beth fouled on a layup when you're up three. We're not in this situation. The Lakers should have fouled going full length of the court up three. We're not in this situation right now. But those are all things the Lakers could control, but they could not control, which Darvin Ham says in his presser, in his opinion. I don't think LeBron's the best player in the world, but I mean, sure. Best player in the world gets fouled at the rim on the same exact hand he is shooting a layup with and does not get a call. It is so egregious. That is something the Lakers cannot control. So I've got I want to hear the some news Lakers here. This, this, and that. According to Dan Wojcicki, sources say the Lakers have already heard from the league officials that the end of regulation play was incorrect and that a foul should have been called, sending LeBron to the free throw line. Expect the last two-minute report to say the same. That means nothing. That doesn't change. Hey, if you want to overturn the outcome of the game and give a win to the Lakers and a loss to the Celtics, okay, then that means something. Otherwise, that means nothing. But yes, thank you for confirming the obvious NBA. Do something about it in game, or how about you give LeBron a freaking foul call every once in a while? Casual said LA fans furious after the terrible miss called. Yeah, and, and absolutely should be. And again, it's if it was one night, we would say human error, it happens. But 
This is not one night that this has happened now. This is three to four this season. Ace of hearts, there has to be some kind of league-wide agreement to not give the Lakers fouls. It's, I mean, the more we see it happen over and over to the Lakers, the more like the more you have to question what what is really going on here. Chris said officiating is out of hand. It's atrocious. It's happened too many times. No one can convince me it isn't rigged. It's an embarrassment. Vegas decided the game. So Vegas, the over-under was actually Celtics, Celtics uh, minus eight and a half. So I don't think the, the Vegas part of that changed anything because if you bet, if you bet Celtics over on eight and a half, you're losing that bet regardless um, unless you're hoping that you get to OT and then that, that, you know, that discrepancy gets, gets overcome there. But you know, whether the, the Lakers win it at the buzzer or whatever, you're losing that, that bet. So I don't think necessarily it's a Vegas thing there, but it is indeed atrocious. I can't uh, disagree with that. Um, Andrew said, why does Darvin Ham refuse to foul in those up three situations? <laughs> this is, this is the play before the Celtics have the ball. Al Horford shoots a three. The Lakers are up three. He hits the the top of the backboard. The Lakers don't get the offensive rebound. Jalen Brown does. He scores it. Patrick Beverly may or may not have made contact with him. Looked like he probably did. Gets whistled for the foul. And Jalen Brown hits the free throw to tie the game. This has also happened multiple times this season where the Lakers have had the opportunity to foul while up three. And they haven't taken it. Now, in this one, you could say, well, the team actually missed the three-point. We saw it against Luka multiple times where he hit the three. But in this case, they got the miss that they wanted. They just didn't get the rebound. Why does Darvin Ham stick with this? When it's it's burned the Lakers multiple times, just not fouling when you're up three. I think I was on the post-game show for that Mavericks game that you were talking about. I believe so. And I, and I kind of defended Darvin. I was like, in the half court, it's a little bit trickier because, like, if you go for the foul, they can just throw something up and get three free throws. I can't defend Darvin this time. You are, they are going the length of the floor. Like, at UC last year where I was at, we literally would practice, yo, up three. Once he gets to half court, foul over top. Because more often than not, they're not going to try to shoot from half court. That's goofy. They might try to pass it for out of half court. They're not going to shoot it. So if you're watching with us on a playback stream, first off, they're really, really fun most of the time. You guys should come tune in with us. We are all screaming foul, foul, foul. And this time yep. it, it it does it, – it halfway works for the Lakers, right? But literally the data almost always points towards you got to foul, right? Because you have good free throw shooters in the game. At this point, it was LeBron, who I think at this point in time was four for five from the line. AD, who's been solid from the line. Dennis, who's been money from the line. Uh, was it Rory or was it Troy? I think it was Troy. Troy's in the game. And then it was Pat. And yeah, yeah. Pat just missed. But Pat statistically went 80% from the line this year. So if, you, if they want to play the foul game, that's cool. You had your, technically, your free throw lineup not named Austin Reeves because he's hurt, right? So in this scenario, it makes zero sense in the world to not foul up three. It makes no sense. So Darvin yeah. and I, I nobody's gonna ask him because everybody's more focused on the uh the call focus to the call exactly the no but call, yeah. The no call, but in this scenario, it makes no sense. Darvin, foul, you're up three. Foul, 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 foul. 
I, I agreed. And that's I think that's a mistake there by the league and a, and a mistake that they have made multiple games now. Um, this one says refs for master lock, but Patrick Beverly needs his own award for fastest star in your role to master lock award. We were losing our minds, Sean. We did. Oh we, we have, we have legitimately like kind of jokingly questioned whether or not Patrick Beverly can dunk. He, he it looked like he made, he got a tip dunk to potentially win the game. Patrick yeah. Beverly dunks, but then Jalen Brown gets the rebound. He needs to do one of two things there. When Jalen Brown gets that offensive rebound, either tackle him. Okay, not legitimately, but foul him hard. Do not let the ball get up on the rim. Or if you're not in position to do that, then hands off. You're up three. The worst thing you can do in that moment is foul and let the shot go up. And Patrick Beverly did both of those things. And again, it kind of erased a great play previously where he proved he could dunk. Oh. Pat good game outside of those one two play. plays. The missed free throw and the uh... If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis. Analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, says every single one, including the commentators and the Celtics, saw the foul except the bum refs. This one's a new low. There must be an agenda here. I, I hope there's not some sort of agenda here, and that's what we need to point to or anything like that. But that was brutal. That was brutal. And again, um, some of it does fall on the Lakers. Why are you fouling when you're up three on a two-point attempt? You're supposed to let that go. Everybody knows you're supposed to let that go. Just go hands off, play the foul game, right? Um, Pat didn't do that. He made a mistake, and that's not a mistake veterans are supposed to make. But that said, and there were plenty of other mistakes made throughout the game, but when it's LeBron James to win the game, driving to the basket, for him, of all players, to not get a call, right? The guy who's about to pass Kareem, the guy who's about to, to cement his status in history as one of the greatest ever, and this is the guy that you disrespect? If it was Max Christie driving, okay. Right? We would say, well, rookie call. LeBron's in year 20. It's about as opposite of a rookie as you can get. Cliff says, can't really blame the team for playing bad in most OTs. It's so deflating to beat a team fairly and the Leafs, the refs keep taking the win from them. Yeah, mentally, that's not easy. That's difficult to overcome that you had the game. I mean, LeBron going to the line, he needs to make one and the game's over. Pretty strong likelihood that the game is is a Lakers win. 
that's hard to bounce back from mentally. And we've now seen it happen to the Lakers multiple times this season. What do you think about this, Sean? Nitro Circus said they needed to use AD more on offense. Anthony Davis in this game finishes with just 16 points. Six for 15 shooting, though. That's a bit low for, for him in terms of percentage. Ten boards, four assists, two turnovers. Celtics were defending him with Malcolm Brogdon. I felt like the Lakers needed to punish the Celtics for that decision and were not able to do so. Um. Yeah, I, I think the Lakers needed to go to AD a little bit more. Um, I mean, and I was calling for the you know the Lakers wedge pick and roll game with you know Dennis and AD. I, I like vividly remember calling for it at least like seven or eight times uh, down the stretch of the fourth quarter and in overtime because that seems to be the Lakers' easiest way without like forcing a post up an awkward post. Like the one time he caught it on the right baseline, he had to turn and shoot like a little push shot over two dudes. And I don't think AD is all the way back. So I don't think he was entirely comfortable taking that shot. But we saw a couple of times throughout the flow of the game, Lakers went with their wedge pick and roll action. He rejected the one, knocked on a mid-range jumper, rolled rolled the next one, dunk, pick and roll with LeBron and AD, dunk. So um, I think part of it, maybe a tiny part, but I do think a part of it, could be attributed to Anthony Davis not being fully comfortable and not being fully back. But I do think a part of it and give some credit to Boston, give a tiny, you know, a tiny part of it is Boston. Um, and you know, how they were, you know, doubling and some of their coverages once AD got the ball. But I do think a large part of it is like they just gotta get him in more comfortable spots, like going with some of their favorite two-man series, like the wedge ball screens and stuff that I mentioned. Um, this is from the officials post game. They were asked why there was no contact or why there, I'm sorry, why there was no call when it looked like there was contact officials admit there was contact at the time during the game. We did not see a foul. The crew missed the play. So once again, does not change anything for the Lakers. Doesn't change the outcome, but the crew is admitting that they messed up. Honestly, I don't even want to hear it. Yeah, and that's what Darvin said, too. Darvin was asked about it. He said, I don't even want to see the last two-minute report. What good does it do anybody? We, you know, I mean, it doesn't. Jared said, congrats to the refs for a hard-fought Celtics win. I'm furious. At what point is something going to be done? Missed foul on AD by Grant and Braun at the last second. It's absolutely absurd. I mean, clearly this isn't working. Clearly, whatever the NBA is doing, it's not working. It's not. It's not working with regards to what they're to the way they're handling officials with what we've seen this season. Yeah. Mike says, can we trade Westbrook? Like, I don't know what's funny. I mean, look, it, the question oh, has yeah, been right. and method method money says Westbrook. That's enough said Russ has had a rough stretch, right? The last, it's now what four games, right? That he has been not great. Um, tonight's game. Four for 14 shooting, five turnovers, seven assists, 12 points. In overtime, he had a reverse layup when he hit the underside of the rim. The, the, the commentators, you know, cel- not celebrated, but complimented Al Horford on a great block. And then you saw the replay and Russ just threw the ball into the underside of the rim. Didn't get the ball up on the backboard. It's been a tough stretch now, four straight games. 
that have been not good for Russell Westbrook. Now, if you go back five games, Russ was phenomenal. He was great in beating the Memphis Grizzlies. But now four straight games, and I think fans are getting frustrated. When we look at the trade front, the problem is teams are still demanding that the Lakers pay them to take on Russell Westbrook. And again, it's easy to get frustrated with this stretch of games. But I think if we take a look at the season as a whole, Russ has been pretty good. That said, it again, I don't blame people for being frustrated right now in the in this moment, not just with the Falco, but you can't go into Boston and shoot four for 14 and expect to win the game. Just like Anthony Davis, you can't go into Boston. Now, maybe AD, we can say he just came back from injury, but you can't go into Boston and shoot six for 15 and expect to win the game. Or Troy Brown, you can't shoot one for seven and expect to win the game. You can't shoot 29% from three, and I'm rounding up to get there, and expect to win the game. You got to be better than that. And again, that pressure, that expectation is only higher when you're one of, I think he's the second highest paid player in the entire league. You got to be right. better than that on a, on a night like this. I'm not going to lie to you, Trevor. I'm reading like the transcript now of like what the ref, I'm not going to lie. His answer reading, it kind of pisses me off more. Like I'm not going to, I would have rather like, again, read to so read the question. The question was, it looked like there was contact on LeBron's drive at the end of regulation. Why was there no foul call there? And what did you see there? I would have personally rather the response have been personally, I'm not telling anybody else how to think, but personally, I would have rather him said at the time, I didn't think it was any anything there. That's something we're gonna have to take a look at later on, or something along those lines. His response was there was contact at the time during the game. We did not see a foul. The crew missed the play. I would have rather. Like, I, I don't want to hear the, like, you should have just said there was contact and the crew missed the play. I don't want to hear the, at the time, during the game, we did not see a foul. Yeah, no blank. Finish my sentence. Duh, you, duh, you didn't see a foul because you would have called it. So I don't want to hear that. That that has made me mad. So this is LeBron. Um, this is this is not the full quote. This is bits and pieces of it. Out. LeBron said, you saw my reaction. It's challenging. I don't get it. We have no room for error. This was one of our best games we've played all year. And to have it fall on somebody else's judgment or non-judgment is just ridiculous. Um, and he's not wrong. He's not wrong. Um, I had another bit of it. He said, I watch basketball every single day. I watch these games every single day. I don't see it happening to anybody else. It's weird. Hmm. He's not wrong. Hmm. He's not wrong. Hmm. Again, like, yeah. If the Lakers had lost because of their own shortcomings and them not fouling up three and Pat missing the free throw and all the other dumb stuff we've said, then. I can swallow that one. I'm sure LeBron and Darvin can too. That's something you can look at the film and make a coaching adjustment. Now, there's no coaching adjustment for the refs doing their job. So, Dimitri said, I know Russ haters will try to blame him for the loss, even though AD shot almost as badly. But the clearly biased refs were the ones to blame. It's, yeah, I mean, look, it, Russ didn't have a great game. AD didn't have a great game. The Lakers still were in a position to win the game. 
I, I'm not, I, I don't see a lot of, like, I see frustration with Russ, but I don't think this is entirely on Russ at all. Not with the way this game finished. Not with the way it finished at the end of uh, regulation. Chef Lev said, I'm a longtime NBA fan. I've always fought against the idea the NBA is rigged. After tonight's game, I'm convinced it is. That was insane. My problem with the whole it's rigged thing is why? Like, what motive would the NBA have to take games away from the Lakers? Do you know how much money is at stake for getting the Lakers into the playoffs or not? The NBA has every reason to go the other way and do everything they can to get the Lakers into the playoffs. Keeping the Lakers out does not help them at all. You would hope so, rather. I would hope so. I would hope so. Esham said, Rui, three for eight, oh, four from three. Too soon to panic. Way too soon to panic. Way too soon. Way too soon. We're talking about... Okay, so he's in... What? What is he? He was, what, one for three from three last game? So he's one for seven. You're talking about seven shots from deep. LeBron has that. had that in, like, one game. Like, dude, yeah. but like let's, let's not let these basketball games compete, like, fool you. LeBron statistically has not been that good from three this year. Especially <laughs> towards the beginning. Hey, you flip a you flip a quarter seven times. Six times it comes up heads, one time it comes up tails. Heads greater than sign tails. Is it too soon to panic? That's what we're talking about here. It's too small of a sample size to say to say anything. And I'm not meaning to poke fun at Esham or anything like that. I, I I really do think it's just too small of a sample size to say anything negative necessarily about Rui. I think he's done plenty of good things out on the floor. Um it's I'm not going to worry about the shooting or anything like that like give him at minimum 10 games and 50 plus shots to really get a sense of you know kind of what he is and where he's fitting in with this right now you're looking more at the quality of shots than does it go in process over result essentially uh hood baby if ad played 34 minutes we need more than 16 points yeah agreed also, sure. why do you think Wenyan and JTA didn't play at all this game? We could have used their size. I've been a bit... You know, why, why were these guys not seeing Wenyan in particular? And Christie is what, you know, you can throw them into, into the mix there. Not seeing Wenyan get any minutes is a bit of a surprise in a, in a game like this. Well, I guess last game against the Spurs was even more of a... It felt like last game the Lakers could really use energy. And so to not turn to Wenyan was surprising there. But Wenyan was good enough to where he was getting more minutes than Thomas Bryant for a stretch of games there. And now suddenly he's completely out of the rotation. And look, there's going to be tough decisions to be made as Lonnie returns, Rui joins the fold, Austin's going to return, right? There's going to be tough decisions and there's going to be guys who see their, their minutes clip because of it. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy, with Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketplace platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results fast. It's okay if you don't know much about marketing. Constant Contact's writing assistant tools and automation features help you craft messaging and say the right things at the right time. I use this to help write and send my email newsletters, and you should too. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. It's just surprising to me that uh, Wenyan was the player to lose these opportunities. 
you talk about like the Thomas thing. I think as much as we like to talk about the Dallas game, I think it was the Dallas game where like Wenning was so good and Thomas like was just getting played off the floor. Wenning like played the entire fourth quarter in overtime, if I recall. I could be wrong. But like I I just that part I just don't understand. And chat because I've seen a lot of this going around. There's a lot more that goes into coaching than rotations. You're right, the rotations and stuff are confusing. But um when you JTA not playing, I that that makes perfect sense to me. He's been disappointing in his tenure as the Lakers so far. Wenyon and, and Christie, more so Wenyon though, not playing, um, does really concern me. I'm throwing Christie in there because the Lakers could really use his shooting. He's like a 40% catch and shoot shooter. Okay, so Sean, I'm I'm laughing right now because like you guys know, I am like I try to be as level at I, I taught junior high for 13 years. Right? I've I've seen crazy stuff happen. I tend to to keep a pretty level head regardless. And Part of me feels like, uh, you know what? I started this show on a big rant. I've been in a pretty bad mood most of this show. I haven't been happy. And I'm like, man, this is this is not on brand for me. Well, you guys know my buddy, Alan Sliwa for ESPN. Oh he works for ESPN, who has a relationship with the NBA, right? Like they've got all that built in. There's all of that in. And I'm just now seeing that Alan tweeted out about an hour ago, trash in all caps with a bunch of exclamation points after it and alan is similar where he's very level-headed he doesn't like rant and rave or things like that um i feel a little bit better knowing that that alan responded in a very very similar way to uh to the way we have yeah i mean again there's not much more to say jay delgado said that's like the fifth game the refs have missed calls affecting the outcome against the lakers plus russ is good off the bench but can't close games um, I wouldn't use the, the word good to describe Russ tonight. Like it, he had a good stretch, I felt, in overtime personally. But before yeah. that, there was a reason he wasn't playing in the fourth quarter. This comment, watching Lakers said that ref under the basket needs to be drug tested and arrested immediately. I don't want to hear the next day, last two-minute report saying it was a high five. That was the the comment with uh, Troy Brown. Right. He was got fouled, when he got fouled by Tim Hardaway Jr. on the three-point attempt that, oh, it was a high five. Okay, great. If that's a high five, then the goal should be every time somebody shoots, just high five them. It's not a foul. It's a high five, right? Great. That's our strategy now. And guys, let's practice high fives. It's going to be great. It's going to look like it's going to look like an 80s action movie montage. Let's all high five each other. Hey, Trev, Um, does Blake Thompson with the game on the line get that foul call? He should. He should. I I think he probably does. Steph certainly does. Um, Yeah. Anyway, like the last two minute report. I get the NBA is trying to say, oh, look, we're so transparent. In my mind, it just makes it worse because one of two things is going to happen. They're either going to say, yep, we messed up and admit it and people are still going to be mad or they're going to try to deny it, which we saw with the Troy Brown Jr. play, which we saw with the Embiid foul on on Westbrook. And it's going to make people even angrier. There's there's no positive outcome from these last two-minute reports. Yeah. I'm honestly running out of words, Trevor. JJ says, I was so frustrated with that no-call foul for LeBron to shoot free throws to win. They could have won a regulation if Pat made or hadn't made, I suppose, that silly foul. Yes, that's true. You all just witnessed why LeBron doesn't go to the paint. 
I, 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 I don't think about that. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, that's obviously that's a concern for me. Is that next time they're in this situation, LeBron's going to go? Well, I'm not going to get the call anyway. So, step back three. Here we go. Yeah, I mean, it just that's, was that's regurgitating. Rough. No, what, what I was going to say was back to that previous super chat about like the Bev foul. Yeah. That's what we should be talking about right now. But we spent 52 minutes talking about the referees not, you know, being incompetent. Like, that's what we've been talking Holy about. Holy moly, we're 52 minutes into this show. Here we <laughs> Didn't feel like it. Um, Everything that could have, Ace of Hearts says, everything that could have went wrong did. AD not being aggressive on Brogdon. Beverly missed a free throw and then fouled Brown. And then LeBron doesn't get a call. Bev gets a tech to put the C's up to start OT. Yeah, I mean, it was a disaster, but this is not the first time we've seen this uh, where the Lakers have found ways to do everything wrong late in the game in crunch time. But again, this is the one that was that was taken away. This is the one that was taken away uh, from the Lakers. Senpai said, Trevor, man, I'm going to need soap to wash my mouth out. After everything, I got to get off my chest after that, those refs. I'd be in a brawl if I was there. Just egregious. Oh, could you imagine if you were in a Lakers jersey and you're in the arena there? Ooh. That would be, that would be rough. Kyle Hampton, I'll take solace that we hung with and nearly beat one of the best teams in the league this year. Just twice. wish it wasn't them anyway. Yeah, twice, twice. But again, I, I, I can't take any. So there's no moral victories. The Lakers are out of moral victories, with where they are in the standings, with what they need to do in order to move up. Um, moral victories don't exist at this point. Sinner said fourth win stolen from the Lakers. Lakers in six with uh, refs. In moral victories are for teams like the Spurs or for teams like the Magic and the Thunder. Well, the Thunder are kind of winning now, but like that—that—that's you, you don't that, at, at this stage of the season you don't have moral victories with LeBron James. Not this. And that, that's that's what compounds this. Is the Thunder beat the Cavs last night? So again, you've got the teams that the Lakers need to catch winning games. Meanwhile, the Lakers suffering losses on poor calls. Uh, how does Darvin Ham think playing Russ is a good idea? Turnovers, missed shots, defensive lapses, and throws a wrench in the Lakers' offensive system. I mean, he sat him for the fourth. Yeah, and again, I thought in overtime, Russ was fine. I don't think he was great or spectacular, but I mean, like, again, like the flagrant doesn't happen if Russ doesn't make a good on-ball steal. Russ got the the uh, the putback, offensive rebound, and one. Right, that was the Lakers' first points in overtime. I think they were stalling a little bit. Um, he missed the free throw, but still. It's so like, you know, you put it together. You know, Russ was, was solid in overtime. So, you know, yeah. you get a penalty for that one. So uh, something, okay, Sean, this is starting to catch fire here on social media. Um, there's pictures of the post game and it's a comparison and it's Russell Westbrook smiling and LeBron sitting on the bench with the towel over his head because he's furious. Does that, does that bother you when you see Russell Westbrook? And again, I, this is one moment. Maybe he saw someone he knew and smiled at them. And one moment where LeBron was particularly pissed off. So I don't want to jump to conclusions here, but should it bother fans? If 
the sentiment, what the, the message that's being received is that the loss doesn't bother Russell Westbrook as much as it bothers LeBron. Um, I want to preface this by saying we have no context, right? That, Before that's I go it, right? into it. Um, if Russ is just like they're giddy or whatever, like for example, like if I lose a game, right? I don't want it. I don't want, don't talk to me. Don't laugh with me. Don't expect me to joke, especially like right either as it's happening or right after the fact, right? Later on that night or whatever, I'm probably lining up or a little bit, but like in that moment, like, like, not, I mean, it's clearly different, but like almost like in the moment with you, right? I didn't even text him, like, nope, nope, I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk yeah. to Trevor. I'm like, don't talk to me, don't nothing. So, like, personally, I would have been a little like irritated, like, Russ, like, WT, you know what I'm saying? Like, sure. what's going on? Like, like, what's so funny, right? Like, we just got robbed. Bamboo, so run amok, run sure what that Stephen A quote is, right? And you're yeah. over here laughing, right? So, again, no context provided or whatever, but um, that would have bothered me a little bit if I knew, like, if he's just over there, like, just having fun or whatever that quote is of him in the locker room. So, I don't know. I think there's something bigger at play here. And I think this is where, like, I could see why fans would be upset with Russ. So, I talked about this the other day on um, the third anniversary of Kobe's passing. I talked about how there's a, a unifying effect that shared experience has, right? Because we're all experiencing the same thing at the same time. I talked about how incredibly proud I was of Lakers Nation, of the, the fan base. I'm not talking about Lakers Nation, the podcast, the website, the YouTube channel. I'm talking about Lakers Nation, all of us, all Lakers fans coming together and supporting each other and how that shared experience had that unifying effect and brought everybody because everybody could relate to what the person next to them was feeling because we're all feeling the same thing. And that happens in sports. That happens at a lot of other things in life too, but that happens in sports. And so when you've got a highly emotional game like this and you see LeBron feeling like I feel I want to put I want to put a towel over my head and hang my head and sit on the bench because I'm in disbelief and I'm so angry and a lot of Lakers fans feel that way and then when you see Russell Westbrook and he's all smiles it becomes why does he not feel like us why does he not feel the same way why is there this disconnect this is a shared experience he went through the same thing we did why does he not feel that way and it creates a disconnect. So just like shared experience can be unifying when the reaction isn't shared, when the emotions, the feelings aren't shared to that particular event, it can actually be a separator. And again, I, I don't want to jump to conclusions and say, oh, Russ is all fine. He doesn't care that he lost the game because we can't say that. All this is you know, a couple of images taken out of context. I don't know. If, that, if that's the case. I'm just saying that's the danger with that kind of stuff going around on social media that we need to watch out for is that it's going to create even more of a separation effect between Westbrook and Lakers fans. And we know the way things was were last year. And so the hope would be that it doesn't get to that point again. All right. I'm going to do this for one. I don't think we've been able to do it that often this season. Um, huh? And it's kind of pressing. So here we go. Breaking news. Oh, Dennis, 
Dennis Schroeder just did what LeBron should have done. Go check out Dennis Schroeder's Instagram. Dennis Schroeder has a picture up of LeBron of like LeBron clearly getting smacked by Jason Tatum. He tags the NBA and he says, and I quote, the refs got to start getting fined for their mistakes. They are also giving technical fouls to people who are reacting to their mistakes. The replay center should also use replay to get these calls right, especially in, he says on, but I'm going to improvise and assume he's saying in, in an important play like the obvious foul on LeBron at the end of the game. This needs to stop. We need everyone we can in this league to reach our goals. To lose three to five games a season off a referee's mistakes is really hard. Dang it, Dennis. That's what LeBron should have said. (laughs) Bravo. Bravo, Dennis Schroeder. Bravo. That is indeed on Dennis Schroeder's Instagram account. Well said, Dennis Schroeder. Well said. Good usage of the, the breaking news. I'd forgotten that was even there. When you hit when you hit the that drop, I went, what is, what is this? What what is that? Oh, breaking news. I haven't heard this one in, in forever. Um, I like it. I, I like the usage of the drop and uh well done. Well done, Je- Dennis Schroeder. Uh Justin says, so does genius ham think Horford is Luca, meaning by not fouling him? Yeah, they needed a foul. They needed a foul. There's no question. Jillian, 38-year-old LeBron took Jason Tatum to school. That's that that makes this even worse, right? That makes this even worse, that LeBron's 38. He's 38, and he's doing stuff that is incredible. That shouldn't be overlooked. We should, for all intents and purposes, be talking about a LeBron James MVP campaign here. And you can't unless the Lakers are like third in the standings. But guess what? They'd be, what, seventh, sixth, maybe making their way up. Can't do that when you can't get those calls. Can't do that. And it's a shame that it feels like another, another good LeBron game is being wasted. 41 points, nine boards, eight assists for LeBron James. 15 of 30 shooting, six of 12 from three. And what does it turn into? Nothing. Nothing. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Because the officials can't do their job at the end and the Lakers continue to refuse to foul when they're up three. Really quick, the exact same referee, I just saw this on Twitter, the exact same referee who is standing on the baseline being a fan watching LeBron get whooped and doesn't call it was the exact same referee who apparently called the foul on Patrick Beverly to send Jay LeBron to the line to tie it. And he's like near half court. What do you call that? I'll say this. I I don't think he was wrong on that call. I think Patrick Beverly did foul Jalen Brown. For sure. But you're right. The point's If you can see that 
from half court. <laughs> How can you not clear see a clear slap on the wrist? Like the ball comes out of LeBron's hand, not because he was trying to shoot it. He wasn't trying to shoot the ball in the split second when his arm gets slapped. The ball comes out of his hand because his arm gets slapped. How can you not see that when you're five feet away, but you can see Patrick Beverly commit a foul when you're 50 feet away? Yeah. Kegels, bagels. When I saw what you tweeted, I knew how bad it was. I don't even blame our team for the mistakes. They all knew it should have been over. Yeah. Um, it should have been. Should have been over. I don't know what else to say, Trev. Wicked Bronco said NBA needs to really start stepping in at this point. The Lakers should get four wins for these calls. Meanwhile, the Celtics got the ticky tackiest of calls. I understand calls being missed. Refs are human. It's going to happen. These are some of the greatest athletes in the world. They play a game very, very fast. Um, sometimes stuff happens and it's and it's hard to see it. If it was, you know, LeBron is attacking and Jason Tatum's left arm is between the two of them and Tatum pushes LeBron's rib cage and knocks off the shot and the referee can't see the arm between the two. Like that's like that happens. Right. And then you could say, well, okay, clearly the referee, his angle was blocked or something like that. This was LeBron's outstretched arm. Tatum outstretched arm chops him across the, the, the forearm to stop the shot. It's as textbook of a foul as as you get. That's where it's frustrating. Mamba robbed in front of the world to see. NBA executives need to do more than just acknowledge. Give us the win rightfully or find the refs. The robbery will be news everywhere. Yeah, this is going to be. This is going to be, you know, the nationally televised game. I can promise it's one of the most watched games of the season. Yeah. And um, everybody the, saw what happened. It's it's the second biggest rivalry, top three for sure, top three rivalry in all sports. The only two that are even in the same stratosphere is Red Sox, Yankees, and Duke, Carolina, college basketball. Um, you know, back and forth, LeBron's on Kareem watch too. Saturday night, I think it's the first Saturday night primetime game of the year too. They made a big deal about rivalry week. Um, and Trevor, I'm not going to lie, this, this is the last big point I want to make. Um, you got to find the refs. Like going forward, you got to find the refs for making, like not not like for, like I said earlier, not for ticky-tacky fouls in the second quarter, but like for blatant missed calls with the game on the line. Or in like or game altering calls, and this should be like league. This should be like professional sports in general. Like this should be put somehow. Like this should be a thing for every major sport. Because when you think about it, every single person in professional sports is held accountable. Every single one. You go from from front office. The GM doesn't do his job. Eventually, he gets fired. The head coach doesn't do his job. Eventually, he gets fired. If the best player isn't winning, he isn't producing enough, he isn't doing his job well enough, he's going to get traded, cut, whatever, not re-signed. Like, for example, Fred VanVleet, who was about to get extended, uh, turned it down, has been playing well. If they don't find a trade for him, he could very well get let go or, like, they'll let him walk because he's not, he's not doing his job. He's not performing. Every single person at professional sports 
gets held to a standard and it is held accountable except for referees, and that has to change going forward. I, I'm not even normally a one of blame games on referees. I typically like to point the finger back and say, well, like everybody else is doing, well, you know, the Lakers, they didn't do this, 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 and this. He still should have won the game. No. Tonight, the one of the best players in the NBA today, the greatest player of this generation, arguably freaking the greatest player of all time, with the game on the line, gets fouled on a shooting can with the referee five feet away and does not call it, where the other 95% of the top 20 players in the NBA would get that call. Jason Tatum would have gotten that call. Oh, and yes. Can't yep, that, that's the frustrating. That, that, I mean, one of many frustrating angles to this. Flip this. And have LeBron do that to Jason Tatum, and Jason Tatum is shooting two free throws. Yep. So that's all. That's all I got, Trump. That's all I got. I'll finish with this. Just Beasy, superstar of the night, Pat Bev, for bringing the camera to the refs. He picked up a tech for it, but like, what are you? What else are you supposed to do at this point? Then, then, like, he grabbed someone's courtside camera, one of the photographers' cameras, to show them. Look, he got fouled. I mean, we were all Pat Bev in that moment. We were all Pat Bev that moment all right folks we've gone on for well over an hour here i can't we we didn't talk so sean you know what i was literally thinking earlier today every single show we do in some way or another is going to reference the trade deadline <laughs> no matter what happens and we went through a whole show and we didn't talk about the trade deadline we did, at all like we did talk about miles turner getting that extension today no. like no, but this is this is what it takes. It takes egregious villainy in order to get us off of the trade front. Apparently, Lakers the Nation of all time can't get a foul call. That's insane. I'm sorry, Trevor. You know what? I'll say that I say this a lot that we come on here and we get to talk through it. And Lakers fans, I'm seeing in the in the chat, people have been venting. Just as, as we have, we've been talking about this situation um, and how by the end of it, usually you feel a, a little bit better. This is probably, <laughs> as far as like on-court stuff, not disaster, COVID, or tragedy happening or something like that, in terms uh -huh. of on-court stuff, this is probably the first show that we've had where I don't feel better having talked to this. <laughs> I am still livid, Sean. Live it. I can, right I can now. probably talk about it a little bit more. I feel like we might, I might be able to, to say something to you off camera and not feel like the, the burning urge if you just want to <laughs> be pissed off. Like, no, yeah, like this is a, a rarity where I'm like, I'm, I, I'm honestly like feel worse <laughs> about it now. Just thinking I, about it. Typically, when I'm, when I'm upset like this, I'll go and I, I'll lift weights, but I just had shoulder surgery. So I am prohibited from doing that. Oh. And now I don't know what I'm going to do with myself <laughs> for the rest of the evening here to deal with this anger. But Lakers Nation, thank you guys for joining us. Thank you for, for listening to the, this show, watching this show. Hopefully those of you in the chat got to vent a little bit. Maybe you feel a little bit. I would, I'm guessing you're probably like me though, where you don't feel that much better at this point because of what we witnessed happen tonight. But I do appreciate all of you tuning in. Make sure that you do subscribe to the Lakers Nation YouTube channel. Follow us over on Apple Podcasts as well. If nothing else, we got through this together. And we can be angry together.
uh, about what just what we just ha- saw happen in Lakers versus Celtics. My goodness. All right, everybody. Thank you guys for joining us. Till next time. See ya. And stay safe. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com